What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the 10th episode of The Greatest Podcast on Turf. I'm Ryan. I'm Anthony. And today we are going to be breaking down the NFC South, all the teams in there, the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and Bucks, breaking down what they should do this offseason, what we think they're going to do, and some potential moves they could make, some potential targets they could take in the draft and all that stuff. You ready to get into it? Yep. Cool. And before we get into the news segment, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, The Greatest Podcast on Turf. We did a 2020 NFL redraft. Yes, 2020, you heard me right. Did last year's class. We did a redraft, who we thought was going to go where, who stock went up after this year, who stock went down. You ready to get into the news? Let's get it. To start us off with the news, Dak Prescott just signed a huge, (laughs) huge deal. About four years, $160 million with 122 I think it's 126 guaranteed. 126 guaranteed <laughs> yep. with a $66 million signing bonus, and he's getting paid $75 million uh, year one. For me, I don't think it's a terrible deal that the Cowboys just gave out for the reasons that Kirk Cousins is getting paid about $34 million. Jared Goff is getting paid about $33 million. So I think Dallas messed up by not signing him last year and with yep. for a deal that's about 35, probably could have gotten him for about 35 last year. And now this year they had to, you know, pay the price and get him for 42. So that's where I think they messed up. I think Dak Prescott, I guess, is worth the $42 million. I'm not sure quarterback is worth the $42 million, but when you got guys like Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff making $33 million, I'm going to want to be paid more than those two guys who suck. So... <laughs> With that being said, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys had to do what they had to do. I think, I think, I mean, he's only counting, I think, $22 million against the cap this year, so maybe they can make some moves and, I don't know, try to put a team together. Yeah. I, I mean, think what I would have done, and it probably is not likely at all, and would never happen in the NFL, but I wouldn't have gave him the no trade clause. I would have signed him, and I would have sent him straight to Houston. Just what I would have done. <laughs> I like this signing a lot for Dallas. I think that we, I think a lot of people saw it coming. I mean, I couldn't see him going anywhere else or signing anywhere else, especially after the fact that Dallas was kind of like open about that he's been there. He was their franchise guy since like day after his rookie year. They were very open and very adamant on him being their franchise guy. The only concern that I have with this signing is I think that the roster might have to blow up. They're kind of in a similar situation to the Eagles are. They have so many big contracts on the books, just some notable contracts. Demarcus Lawrence is getting paid like a top edge rusher. Don't think he's a top edge rusher. Jalen Smith is making top defensive player money, and he's not a top defensive player. He's good. He's just not worth the contract he's getting. You got guys like Zach Martin on the books for a lot. Zeke Elliott is don't even want to get you started on that contract. About fourteen million, I think. And then you got Amari Cooper, who's getting like about like what twenty million dollars a year. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of big contracts there, and you don't want to be in debt paying five, six, seven guys a lot of money and having no wiggle room to fill the other major holes on your team. Yeah, for me, I think I think Zeke Elliott and Amari Cooper have to go. I mean, I've said that before, and I think it needs to happen sooner than later. But I don't know if it's going to happen. It doesn't seem like Dallas is really trying to get him going. But, I mean, when you're paying somebody – when you're paying your quarterback $42 million, you don't have much money to spend on the rest of your team. And when you're paying Dak Prescott, Zeke, and Amari Cooper a combined, I don't know, 
70 something million dollars you don't have any room for your defense especially when your offensive line is getting paid probably top 10 offensive line money so yeah i mean dak prescott is now the second highest paid quarterback under pat mahomes over deshaun watson i'm not really sure how it's going to work out especially with his injury i hope that i I hope that his injury is fine before we paid him back and plays that's hopefully kind of, that's we mental, saw dude. That's tough. some type of progression in his injury that makes me that makes us think that he's going to come back and be 100 percent. and if he is then I, I guess it's a good signing because like i said when kirk cousins is the highest paid quarterback <laughs> in the nfl i'd want to be paid higher than him too yeah now just one more thing before we move on from dallas they're kind of like i said they're in a weird spot because they have a lot of money invested to these good players who are kind of in their primes but I don't think like they can't go young because they have too many good players, but they don't have enough money to get a few more pieces to make a run. So they're kind of like they're in a weird spot to me. I don't know. But moving on to the next piece of news. Your New England Patriots. My New England Patriots. I didn't even want to say it. (laughs) My New England Patriots are looking said they're most likely going to acquire Jimmy reacquire Jimmy Garoppolo to be our future quarterback. And what do you think about that one? Do you want my honest opinion or do you want my I want the honest clean opinion. Honest clean opinion. I don't know if Jimmy G is that guy who is going to come in and make us top contenders again. I think I say it all the time, the Patriots need to trade up for a quarterback if there's a year to do it it's this year package Gilmore and a couple picks get into the top 10 take Trey Lance Justin Fields or Zach Wilson if he happens to fall I don't I hope to God we don't get Mac Jones but Jimmy Garoppolo it's looking like it's most likely going to be that he'll get cut and then what Patriots will bring him in on like a one two year deal kind of like a generous deal not too overpaid like the 49ers kind of overpaid him but, I mean, if we trade for him, that one would be a little bit rougher for me just because when we traded him, we only tr- got a second-round pick in return, which, I mean, it was the second pick in the second round. But I feel like that we would have to give up more than what we received for him back when we traded him, and that is my only concern with it. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a huge Jimmy G fan, and if you guys – you know, give him a first-round pick for Jimmy uh, G. The 15th overall pick for Jimmy G. I'm going to th- go on Twitter and right. I'm going to call out Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick and start cursing on Twitter. <laughs> I think we can leave it at that. And that leads us to our next piece of news. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they restructure Big Ben's contract and are bringing him back for another year. I believe the restructuring saves them about $15 million in cap this year. So I think it's a good thing that they did. I think that this gives them more space to re-sign some guys that are about to get paid, like T.J. Watt. And I think, you know, it kind of keeps them in that competitive fighting for a Super Bowl, I guess. I mean, they still need a lot of help, but the defense is there. And I think a restructuring is something that had to be done. I mean, I think his cap hit was like $41 million this year if they didn't restructure it. So saving $15 million surely helps out a lot. Yeah, and I agree with what you said 100%, and I'm kind of in the same boat. I just don't know. I mean, they have him for one more year, so are they going to trade up in the draft maybe for a guy like Mac Jones or draft a guy like Kyle Trask or even Kellen Mond, who's been rising up after the Senior Bowl for some guys' boards? 
I just I don't know what they're going to do after this year. I mean, I do, I'm sure as heck don't think that Mason Rudolph is the quarterback of the future for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're forgetting about Dwayne Haskins. That's right. <laughs> the, they have the three most hated guys in the league, Dwayne Haskins, Juju, and Chase Claypool. So is yep. that <laughs> what they're going to go with for the future? I don't know. I don't think the Steelers are in a good spot at all. Like Ryan said, the defense is there. But on offense, they don't have much. They have little to nothing. So, and for the final piece, this isn't really news. This is kind of just throwing it out there. Marcus May recently received the franchise tag along with Brandon Sheriff and Justin Simmons. And then one more thing before we get into the main segment, Zach Ertz is reportedly set to be on the move in a within a matter of days now. I think it said I think it came out yesterday on Sunday said that we could see Zach Ertz trade or cut within a couple days. So, I mean, look be on the lookout for that. By the time this is uploaded, could have already happened could still be in the works i don't know what do you think about that yeah i mean i think it's smart i think they're trying to clear house and start going younger they're definitely a rebuilding team and having somebody like zach Ertz doesn't really do them much good in the rebuilding process send them to the patriots we have three fourth round picks i'll give you a fourth this year and a fourth next year and you can have them call them up <laughs> call them up <laughs> are you ready to get into the nfc south yep let's get it so for this week's episode, we're doing the NFC South, and the first team that we're going to talk about is the Atlanta Falcons. They're not in a great spot, and not that's an understatement. <laughs> they are negative $15 million in the cap. Yep. They're paying guys like Matt Ryan, $41 million. Julio Jones, $23 million. Grady Jarrett, Jake Matthews, both $20 million. Dante Fowler, $20 million. Dante so, Fowler's on that team? Yeah. Is he really? I thought he was playing for the Rams. There's a Dante Fowler can pay $18 million on the Falcons. <laughs> nice. But with that being said, I think they're in a really bad spot. They do have a great pick, or draft pick 104. Yeah. A couple options here. I could see Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, if they want to get a quarterback to learn from Matt Ryan. And I could also see maybe a trade back. I mean, they have a ton of needs, and they don't have a ton of – players on the team yeah so i can maybe see that but i kind of think they're going to get the quarterback of the future matt ryan's time is kind of running out yep. so that's what i see here i think that you are 100 percent right i think the atlanta falcons need to be in full rebuild mode the atlanta falcons they have a few good pieces this isn't a team you're going to see that often have a top five pick so I think that they I think that the only option for them at number four is to take a quarterback, whether it's Wilson or Fields. I think it's going to be Justin Fields. I think they have to. I don't think they have a choice. Matt Ryan's only on the team for one more year. Then he's going to get cut next year. I guarantee it. He would take. I think it's he would put on forty mil against the books if they cut him or trade him this year. And I think that drops down to low 30s maybe mid 20s next year if they cut him so I definitely think Matt Ryan is 100% on the team this year even if you do draft a guy like Fields he can sit behind Matt Ryan who's been on the team for over 10 years now so I think that would be good but I think you're 100% right this is a full rebuild team they're in a good spot they have early picks in the draft this draft class is loaded so they're going to be able to bring in some good value players Another one thing, though, I think they do need to do, which I don't like, and there's been reports about it like before, is shop Julio Jones. Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the NFL. I'll stand by that. I'll always stand by it. But I think that the way that their money's set up and the way the team's going, I don't think he should be on the team for much longer. Calvin Ridley has proved that he could be a receiver one in the league with Julio's injury history throughout the past year or so. 
and he's even a better receiver too when Julio's on the field. But I think it might be time to shop Julio and maybe even Matt Ryan, but I don't think that Matt Ryan will get shopped. Yeah, I agree. I think Julio is great, but you have to start realizing that he ain't going to win you a Super Bowl when the rest of your team is sorry. So you have to kind of get rid of guys like Julio Jones, even if it sucks to do so, just to let them go be great somewhere else and for you to build up your team again. Yeah, they're going to end for free agency. They're negative 15 mil on the cap. I didn't list any free agents they could get because I don't know what they're going to do, but if they want to bring in anyone, it's going to have to be on team-friendly deals. Yeah, I was thinking maybe bring back Keanu Neal, who's a free agent. Yeah. I mean, since he's... You know, an Atlanta Falcon, you might kind of get some type of deal there. He's a young guy that has been battled injuries and shows a lot of potential, but he just, you know, struggles. And, yeah, I mean, I think they're in full rebuild mode. They have to clear up some cap space, and they have to just acquire assets in the draft, kind of best player available to build up a team. Yeah, I think after the number four pick, I think it's the best player available in the draft for the next for this year or next year and maybe even the year after that depending on what they do they have a new head coach a new gm i think too so i think i mean that's definitely a decent start for them i don't know how good the head coach is going to be we talked about that on another podcast they hired a titans offensive coordinator former offensive coordinator but yeah i don't know the falcons they're definitely need to enter a full rebuild i keep saying it some of their other team needs they need interior offensive line bad they need a running back todd Gurley's a free agent Ito Smith is probably not the answer running back. They shouldn't bring back Todd Gurley either. Yeah, they probably need some edge help. Uh, they don't really have any edge rushers. They don't have many people on his team at all. I mean, it's really like Grady Jarrett, Calvin Ridley, uh, Young Hoku, who's a free agent. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, and Deion Jones. I Deion Jones, yeah, he's solid. But, yeah, to sum up the Falcons, full rebuild. Enough said they're in trouble yep much like philly yep bottom of the league baby along with the eagles and the texans and who else is at the bottom of the league eagles texans falcons (laughs) yep yep (laughs) all right so for the next team another team that is most likely in the mid to late stages of a rebuild the carolina panthers they currently hold the number eight overall pick, and they are currently sitting at number seven in salary cap. They have about 37 mil to spend. I think for the draft, I think they have to go quarterback. We say it all the time, Teddy Bridgewater is their bridge quarterback. But no, I think they're most likely going to end up having to trade up to land a top three, four quarterback. The only guy I can see realistically falling to them at eight is Trey Lance, maybe. And that's if there's no other trade-ups and everyone that doesn't need a quarterback doesn't take a quarterback. But I think there's going to be a lot of trade-ups. So I think a trade-up into the top three might have to be what they do. We'll look for them to trade up with the Dolphins at three, maybe give up a couple first-rounders to get up there. But I think that they have to see a quarterback this year. Yeah, for me, I'm going to be on the more aggressive side for this trade, and I think what they should do is go get Watson because <laughs> why not? So I think if they get somebody like Watson, it's 100% sealed that they have their franchise quarterback. A risk you're taking with drafting a quarterback is that he might not be that good. But if you go get somebody like Watson, yes, you pay a high price, but yes, you also get a franchise quarterback that can lead you, you know, possibly to Super Bowls. So with that being said, if they don't get Watson, I think they're going to have to take a quarterback. Like he said, they might have to trade up. I mean, quarterbacks yeah. like Zach Wilson, 
Justin Fields, probably not going to be able to get. Trey Lance might be able to get. Eh, who knows? And if they want to stick with Teddy B, they can go <laughs> and draft Rashawn Slater here, help him out a little bit, help CMC out a little bit. Yeah, but the Panthers are another team similar to the Falcons. I think their roster is getting up there. They have a pretty decent roster so far to where they're probably not going to be in the top 10 for much longer if they do things right under Matt Rule. It's just going to be his second year as a coach. But, yeah, I think that the draft has to be a quarterback. Some other team needs, they probably need everything on the offensive line and just defense. That's what I have in my notes. I put offensive line and defense. So you said that their (laughs) roster is getting a lot better. But they need offensive line and defense. Yup. <laughs> so they I, need about sixteen I said, players. I out said of their 22. roster's getting getting better. Not saying they're going to go make a Super Bowl. I said they're getting better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. And you know, with that being said, they have thirty-seven million dollars, so they can go out and get some free agents. Some guys that I think Joe Tooney. He's a young guy that can you know play on the offensive line. Be really good for him, I think. Yeah. And another player on defense, they need a kind of a middle linebacker and. I know Shaq Thompson's there, but he's not the greatest. He's got, no, he didn't get cut. I don't know why I keep thinking he got cut. Yeah, you're getting it mixed up. He's the only player from that from Super the Super Bowl, Bowl team. team that didn't is still on the team. So I can see maybe somebody like Levante David, but I personally would go young in these free agents. Yep. I don't know if they really need an edge rusher, but you got guys like Shaq Barrett, maybe. I know they have Brian Burns, but I'm not sure he's on the other side. Uter Gross Matos, I think that's how you say his name. I mean, gotcha. Yeah, they just drafted him. They just last drafted year. him second round, I think. He was injured. He had an okay year, but they just they have a few major needs. They need secondary, too. They have nothing. They have Jeremy Chin, who's that hybrid guy, but they don't have, I can't name a single DB on that team. They shouldn't have got rid of Bradbury. He was pretty good in Carolina. Sent him to the Giants. He was. I thought the Giants drafted him. I didn't know that he was a Panther. I'm pretty sure he was a Panther. And I hear the train horn, so going to have to pause it. After we were rudely interrupted by the train horn, we're back. But now the Panthers, I think that they need to go spend some money. They have $37 million. Go spend it. You could bring in some big-name guys that could help your team a lot, help you get back into the playoff Super Bowl. It's going to be tough in the division they're in because sounds like We'll get into it later, but it sounds like Tom Brady's going to be sticking around Tampa Bay for a little longer. And the Saints are still in that kind of competitive field. Like, they can still kind of compete a little bit, like we talked about earlier with the Steelers. So they're in kind of a weird division. But I think if they make the right moves, spend their money, make their picks right, I think they could be pretty good. Yeah, they're arguably in probably arguably the best division in football. I think I saw a stat that, like, Within the last 10 years, every single one of the teams have made a Super Bowl, something like that, crazy. So Yeah, shit, yeah. shoot. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, they're in a really good division, and they need to keep making these moves to stay competitive. I mean, you got teams like the Buccaneers who definitely aren't going anywhere. So with that being said, I mean, they're going to have to spend some money, make it work. Yeah, that's definitely Go a competitive Watson. division. Any final remarks for the Panthers? Oh, good. Like I said – to sum them up, just like we summed up the Falcons and said full rebuild, I think they're in the late stages of a rebuild, and I think they need to go spend some money. I think it's Watson or Bust. Yep. <laughs> on to the next one. So for the next team, the New Orleans Saints. Boo. They're sorry. They're not in a great situation either. They suck. I mean, they are minus $43 million, 
They That's are not very good. Bottom of the league in salary cap, may I add. That negative $43 million, they are sitting at 32 below the Eagles, below all the sorry-ass teams that have no cap. They're bad. Yeah, they're in a really bad spot. So I think the first thing I guess they have to figure out is who their quarterback's going to be. Yeah. There's a couple options here. I mean, there's rumors that Drew Brees isn't going to retire. He, yeah, I was going to say he never formally retired like everyone thought he did. But I thought he said something like this is his last game in a stadium. I did too. But Doesn't seem like it. They restructured his contract. He's got a veteran minimum contract. So I don't know what is going on there. Seems like he might come back, but another option is obviously Jameis Winston, maybe. And another option is Taysom Hill. That's the worst option, but anyways. Here's my rant. The very first thing I wrote about my notes on the Saints, the the very top of the team list, I didn't even write for the draft yet. At the very top of the list, start Jameis Winston. I don't care if you're bringing Drew Brees back. I, I, I swear to God, Taysom Hill is a bad quarterback. He's not a starting quarterback in the You NFL. would start Jameis over Drew Brees? I would start Jameis over Drew Brees. Drew Brees looked like shit last year. Wow. He battled injuries. I don't think he looked good. I don't think wow. he's looked good for the past few years. Jameis is sat in the offense. You still have Drew Brees on the team to help develop. He could be that guy if Jameis is playing sorry. He could come and maybe win some games, but I don't think Drew Brees can be the starter for the Saints next year. Well, I'm really sorry. And that might be a hot take, cold take. That's just how I feel about Drew Brees right now. (laughs) I'm really sorry to break it to you, but I don't think Drew Brees is going to come back and sit on the bench. So with that being said. Might have been a little cold of a take now that I'm back to earth. (laughs) (laughs) Started 30 for 30 over Drew Brees. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of the first thing they need to figure out is who who their their quarterback quarterback is. The next thing is, I mean, the draft is coming up. They have pick 28. Not a great pick. Still a first-round pick, so it's better than some teams. So some guys that I could see, maybe Gregory Rousseau, they need an edge rusher. Terrence Marshall, they kind of need another receiver. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders didn't really do great this year. Did average, whatever. So, yeah, I mean, those are two guys that I could see. For them, for the draft, I mean, I wrote three letters. BPA, best player available. I think they need to go best player available. That is not a running back because you have Alvin Kamara. But I think every other position is needed, honestly. Their roster is decent enough where they probably are going to be competitive and make the playoffs, but I still think they're not getting any younger. They need to just go best player available. That's that's where I'm at with the Saints. Yeah, I agree. And for free agency, I personally don't think that they should bring in any free agents. I mean, yeah, you probably should because you're an NFL team and you want to compete. But when you're negative $43 million, you kind of have to get rid of some people first. And one person I would really love to mention them getting rid of is Taysom Hill. He's getting paid about $10 million to come in and Jesus. play a couple third downs and red zone, and it never works. So I personally think that he should be cut and never play an NFL <laughs> snap again. Unless it's special teams, he's really good at that. But he's getting paid $10 million to do special teams. Which isn't great. Another thing for them, I think that Michael Thomas' contract needs to be restructured immediately. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know that he is making an absurd amount of money to run some slants and some outs. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I have to say. But I think for the Saints, I, they're definitely – I keep saying it for a lot of these teams because it's true they're in a weird spot. I feel like last year, the year that would just happen, I feel like that that was Super Bowl or bust for them. And I feel like that's how a lot of – I've heard some other people say that and agree with me, but I think that last year was definitely Super Bowl or bust for them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're paying guys a lot of money, and it didn't work out for them. 
Another thing I'd like to mention, I uh, just saw a report today that Quan Alexander is on the trade block. He's getting paid about $12 million, and I think he's a player that probably shouldn't be on the trade block considering, I mean, they're paying Taysom Hill $10 million. So, I mean, why wouldn't you stick with Quan Alexander? Yeah, and sure I mean, no they, they just traded traded for Quan Alexander halfway through the season for the 49ers. So, I, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. They're in a def, they're in a weird spot money-wise, last in the league in cap. They're kind of at a point where they need to win right now. Going back to what oh, I said, Super Bowl sure. or bust. They're, like, they're just they're in a weird spot for me. I don't have, like Ryan said, they're probably, I don't think they should bring in any free agents. And like I said, if they do, similar to the Falcons, team-friendly deals are going to have to be their best friend. I think that the Saints could be a more attractive situation to some free agents that think that the Saints are in and think that the Saints could go be competitive and compete for a Super Bowl, which is why I think that they could bring in some big-name free agents on team-friendly deals. But that's pretty much all I have to say. Yeah, yeah I mean, especially since this year we're going to be seeing a lot of big-name free agents sign for less yeah. due to the lower salary cap, so maybe they can make some moves and try to push for a Super Bowl. Not sure Drew Brees still has it in him. Not sure Jameis Winston ever had it in him, so we're going to have to see this year. Any final remarks? Okay. My final remark for the Saints, my little phrase for the end, Super Bowl or bust. Sounds good. Cool. All righty, and I think we all know where this is going. The final team in the division, the current Super Bowl champions of the entire world, the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They currently hold the number 32 pick in the draft because they, Tom Brady just won them his seventh Super Bowl. And they are currently number 17 in salary cap with $17 million. To start us off for the draft, some top needs of theirs, running back, possibly edge rusher, definitely interior offensive line, and possibly maybe wide receiver. Some draft targets I would look for them to start off at running back, probably Najee Harris. He plays similar style to Leonard Fournette. I feel like that he could be that guy. Like they kind of did the Ronald Jones would come in. He could power run and he could catch out of the backfield some. And Leonard Fournette would come in and be that power back. He would catch some passes. But I feel like with Najee Harris, you get the best of both worlds with that. He's a power runner, can get you four yards a pop and catch the ball out of the backfield. Just as good as some top running backs in the league. For edge, I think it all depends on what they do with Shaq Barrett. But some edge rushers I could see them bringing. I would love to see Gregory Rousseau. If he falls to number 32, I think it would be good for him to sit back behind Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett if they bring him back, and can sue and develop under those guys. An interior defensive lineman, Christian Barmore, best in the class. And for wide receiver, it all depends on the Chris Godwin situation. Yeah, for me, I mean, you had some great points there. The running back thing I don't really agree with. I think that they don't need to bring in a running back first round. I wouldn't bring in somebody like Najee Harris because Ronald Jones ain't that bad. Leonard Fournette ain't that bad. And I don't like drafting running backs high, Yeah. especially if you're a Super Bowl team. I mean, the Chiefs messed up doing it this year, so I wouldn't do it. But for me, I mean, I think the needs are really on defense, which is kind of surprising. But considering Shaq Barrett might be leaving and Levante David might be leaving, you might need another middle linebacker and you might need an edge rusher. So some guys that I can maybe see. He didn't mention as middle linebackers, Nick Bolton or Nick Bolton or Zayvon Collins, two yeah, linebackers yeah. that could potentially, you know, step in for Levante David and secure the middle alongside Devin White. Yeah, I feel as though that 
Tampa Bay with their current cap situation, if they have a few cap casualties, guys who get cut just because they need the money, they could afford to bring back Shaq Barrett, Levante David, and Chris Godwin all on decent deals. I think for the Bucks to have success next year, I see you have it written on your notes. I think they need to keep the Super Bowl team together. The team was pretty solid top to bottom. They could use some help in the secondary, maybe a few upgrades. I think the offensive line solid. Offense is solid. Tom Brady has Mike Evans, who most likely have Chris Godwin. He's got O.J. Howard coming back from injury, Cameron Brate. Yeah, I think the Bucks are in a very good spot going into next year. Yeah, I agree for me. Like you said on my notes, I mean, I got I said bring back guys like Chris Godwin, Levante David, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Shaq Barrett. I mean, they won you a Super Bowl, so why not bring it back and run it back? And for the secondary, yes, they do need to improve, and I think they will just because they're all pretty young. Antoine Winfield's young. Carlton Davis, I believe, is pretty young. Yeah. So I think they will develop, and I could also see them bringing in maybe a veteran corner. Yeah, veteran corner. I have that written on my notes. We were discussing it before we recorded. Todd Bowles loves his lengthy press man corners, and I think that the weak point on that secondary is Jamel Dean. He played okay. He's not very good, to be honest. So, I mean, I would love to see them bring a guy like Richard Sherman in. He's a little slow. I've bashed him before, but I think he would fit good in the scheme. He's a guy, he plays one side of the field. He's a zone corner. Todd Bowles is versatile with his defensive calls, man, zone, blitz, all that stuff. So I think he would fit good. And then maybe a guy like Ronald Darby played for the Washington football team last year. He's a similar build to the style of corner Todd Bowles likes, and I think that he could be a good addition to that secondary. Yeah, I agree. They should be able to bring in some free agents at a pretty cheap price considering they're in a good location and they just won a Super Bowl and they have Tom Brady and they're probably going to be the favorites to win another Super Bowl. I think they're in a real good spot. I mean, being 17th in cap space after just winning. Yeah, it's it's huge. Really big. So I don't see any way that they're not a contender next year. I think they just need to keep building and keep winning. Yeah, absolutely, and it's looking like that Tom Brady is probably going to keep playing. I mean, there's been talks that he's about to get another contract extension from the Bucks. So, I mean, he's got one year left on the deal he just signed, and it sounded like they're going to he's going to be back on another two-year deal after that, which I don't know. don't know how I feel about it. I love Tom Brady to death, but all good things got to come to an end at some point. Not for him, it seems like. <laughs> I, like I said all the time, I think the dude just loves football. He's got all the records. He's got all the accolades. I think that he just loves playing football, and that's why I love him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I've never been a Tom Brady hater. I've always respected him. Yeah, I'm going to root against him since I'm a Cowboys fan, but, I mean, hey, I respect the dude. Yeah, any final remarks for the Bucks? Um, my final remark for the Bucks is I started doing this episode, Tom Brady. Oh my god. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Tom Brady. Before we wrap up this video, just gonna rank these teams one to four next year. What you got? Number one, you already know who I'm gonna go with. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's gonna win them another Super Bowl. I believe that in my heart. Number second, it's debatable, it's a tough one for me, but I'm gonna go with the Carolina Panthers. Then number three, I'm gonna go Saints, and four, I'm gonna go Falcons. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go Buccaneers 1, pretty obvious. Number 2, I'm going to go Saints with Drew Brees or with Jameis Winston. Number 3, I'm going to go Carolina, unless they get Watson. And number 4, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. I think that's enough said. Yep. Cool. 
And that's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Greatest Podcast on Turf. Yeah, end of the 10th episode. I, I can't believe it's been 10 episodes already. I love doing this. Um, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, The Greatest Podcast on Turf. We upload exclusive segments on there every week. The link in the description has all our social media accounts, all that stuff. Be sure to check us out, share us, like us, rate us, subscribe to us, all that stuff. Keep showing us love. We'll keep the content coming. And that's all. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. Peace.